Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. It is that time of the week again. It is time for Cuss with Gus. Uh, everyone knows Gus Devos is here from Perpetual Assets. Uh, excited. We can't make it today, so I'm going to get the privilege of uh, having some fun with Gus and, and cussing up a storm. So, Gus, how the hell are you, man? Good, good. V, v and me are both uh, a bit uh, under the weather, like I said, from, from all this winning. <laughs> the winning... <laughs> The winning is exhausting. What 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 was it again that Gavin? How, what did Gavin call it? Gavin McGinnis. There's a great video he did. Uh, tr- and you, if anyone wants to YouTube it or Google it, it's uh Trump gave me winning AIDS, and it, <laughs> it was like so. It, it opens up with like him in like the uh, recovery room at a hospital, and he's got like two iPhone earpieces stuck up his nostrils. And this is before even like the inauguration. It was like when he started announcing his cabinet and jobs announced they were coming back and shit. Uh, but it's pretty fucking funny. So I, I use it when things start, or when, when it's been like a good week and things get done, then I, I use it against fucking, I, I especially use it against liberals to, to make them triggered when shit, dude, it's, it's been a good week. Um, assuming a war doesn't break out in the Middle East this week, uh, or, you know, that w- we have anything to do with uh, that, uh, dude, what, what we were talking before we went live. If I, if I only have one thing that, you know, still kind of bothers me. Uh, it's it's the neocons in his ear, uh, but that that aside, he he appears to be you know getting shit fucking done. Um, I absolutely agree. And, and how many times was it said that hey, listen, there's nothing you can do, you know, with North Korea. There's nothing you're going to do to you know bring peace. Who was it? Several times was it Hillary and Obama said that there's you know really it's going to be very difficult any type of. I think even Bill Clinton said that as far as a resolution. And now to watch the liberal media try to spin somehow this into a negative. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> no, do they, uh, that, well, that's what we were saying. Like it, to watch all these good things, uh, top five ISIS leaders uh, captured last 48 hours, uh, North Korean hostages released, uh, a meeting announced in Singapore with Kim Jong-un, like to watch these fucking, these uh, communist propaganda it's it's hilarious watching them if and you know i get so we were talking about like between why if you keep an eye on the new york times and cnbc uh msnbc and cnn they're if you're one of their sheep one of their like full-time viewers you're you're like living in a different dimension dude like it's like you are very detached from reality um and you know it, it we, we, me, and you, and V, and uh, you know many of uh, other of us in, in this sector, we keep tabs on the alt media and Drudge and yourself. I mean, you guys, your guests, and you guys, and uh, Zero Hedge and whatever Breitbart. So, it, it, and it's you're living in an alternate reality. If you, if you, if nothing, if all you're watching is CNN and, and MSNBC. They're talk to they're back to talking about this lawyer, the porn star lawyer, blah blah. Like who fucking care? Like, uh, it, it's it's fucked up. It, but it it makes sense, man. I I uh, I for a long time thought like, all right, the finance, banking, central banking, that was the most dangerous thing from from the standpoint of power and control, and it, it still is because. In theory, if you control money and credit, you control everything. So, if right. the, the the people behind the bankers are behind everything, I mean, they they control the media, they control Hollywood. How do you think fucking all those uh, studios and companies get financed? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, for a long time, though, I was focused on banking. But the more the last two years, last three years, what I have really realized is right right behind banking. Uh, from a matter of importance is media and education. If you control communication, uh, like the media, the uh, universities, the high schools, you control reality and and you could really make 
the the population just walking fucking zombies. I mean, there there's something to be said about indoctrination. Um, it, 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 dude, I'll go way off topic, but it's uh, it's related. Yeah, go uh, for it. Have you have you ever seen the movie uh, Conan the Barbarian? Yeah. <laughs> All right, with with Schwarzenegger and James uh-huh. Earl Jones. So the whole time, Jim uh, uh, Schwarzenegger is trying to figure out the riddle of steel, and uh, depending which tribe you talk to or, or which uh, ideology you talk to, they have a different theory on what it is. And finally, he comes to a uh, James Earl Jones cult, and they capture him. And uh, while they while they're beating him before they crucify him, James Earl Jones tells him his version of the riddle of steel. He's like, I'm going to tell you what the fucking riddle of steel means, shithead. Uh, and he t- says, "Steel doesn't mean shit. It's power. The the hand that wields it that's is is, is what's relevant." And then he demonstrates to Schwarzenegger uh, by taking this brainwashed uh, zombie uh, cult member, who's this woman who's up there, and he goes, "Come to me, my child. Come to me." And the brainwashed zombie jumps off the fucking cliff to her death. <laughs> Like, because because she's so brainwashed and such a sheep that James Earl Jones is like, dude, steel's great, and I, and I equate it to money or gold or whatever. I'll, I'll, you know, wealth is great, steel's great, all that shit, gold's great, all that shit's great. But if you could bend people's mind, like they're so fucking brainwashed, to, you know that that you could bend people to your will, you you control their reality, and that that's real power. And um, I diverted to that because. You know, and it fits into the uh, the story of Plato's cave, and you could define. And Lenin said, "If you give me a kid for however many years, he'll be a Bolshevik forever." Mm-hmm. Right. You you indoctrinate these fucking people. I mean, and you're you're defining a reality that's uh, totally you know subjective and fictional. And so it, it, sometimes I'm so upset and angry with them. Other times I'm just like, ah. sometimes I feel sorry for them. I'm like, yeah, you're such a fucking. You sit there and watch these like you know, fucking liberals bullshit you all day. And yeah, you, you can't figure out why you're living in your mom's basement and you're angry. I mean, it's, <laughs> well, so well, for starters, yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, great analogy of that. And I think it's, it's, it's very unhealthy. It's very unhealthy. What the democratic party right now is and the media is dragging through right now, because this entire time they have just been on this full narrative that, that Trump is evil and, you know, Trump wants to, you know, deport all people, all non-white people. And they continue to live in this, this hellhole. I mean, you want to talk about negative energy, Gus. I mean, to, to spend that much time in there, it's no wonder they're so freaking delusional. Well, it, it the, I mean, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole t- Trump derangement syndrome it, is real. I mean, the the way these people have, as a guy who spends a lot of time out and about in the scene, you know, at, at dinners, at bars, at whatever, like, you're literally talking, and it's not half the population. Sometimes I misspeak and I say half. It's about probably a third. It's, you know, 30, 25 to 30% that are like hardcore brainwashed ideologues like the the snowflakes we make fun of the social justice warriors the the diehard liberals that trump could literally cure cancer tomorrow and he's still hitler uh like so a third of the population roughly lost it the last year and a half dude like lost there are still like off the reservation crazy like where there it's not just the people you see in the media the people who get all their information from them act this way too in public they'll eavesdrop on conversations they'll explode on you for nothing they'll strangers people like you aren't even talking to like like whoa what did you say like oh they're they've been all been triggered like and i don't remember this i don't remember i don't remember uh the outside world being like that three years ago um and even even when the social justice warriors were shutting down free speech and uh you know shooting speakers down on campus and all that it 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 got insane the last year and a half since the election um and i attribute uh, that is solely placed 100% placed on the media 100% they created a you know they say uh freedom of speech is great but you can't at the same time you can't go into a movie theater and and yell fire 
like they have created a, a, an 18 month to 24 month atmosphere of that uh, amongst the sheep that take them seriously, like a total state of panic, you know? Yeah, they, uh, they, they do. I mean, it's just amazing to watch the brainwashed people post in regards to the mainstream media and, and what they talk about. And they tried, I think the last reporting was like 90% of the comments, 90% of the commentary in regards to Trump is, is, is all negative. I mean, it's like their branding campaign right now. They have nothing else to go by. And I, and I really seeing it more. I know I, I'm not sure if you had, I think the primaries were this past Tuesday. And I think in a, in a large part, I think that voters are starting to realize that, listen, I mean, what, what does the party, what does the democratic party representing more you know who is going to come to that forefront for them in 2020 and and i and i don't think that they have anything to to run on gus other than that that they were the obstructionist for the last couple of years i mean is there anything else is there something i'm missing well they they have a couple they have a couple uh, massive uh, hurdles that they're not a couple actually they're it's starting to stack up heavily uh Number one, as as much as I make fun of a lot of these people for being total sheep and zombies uh, and being ha- uh, totally asleep, at the same time, like I often joke about, you know, show me the 50,000 gay people he's put into an oven or something. Like, what, what the fuck are we arguing about? Like, I don't know. What the fuck are people talking about? Like, he's Hitler. He's a, he's a Nazi. What's the Like, clan, the Klan. Like, it, it's all like this bullshit that fucking dumb fucks buy. Like I'm like, all right, all right well, show me all the uh, people he's killing. Like, what, what, what's going on? Like, show me some tangible proof. People are noticing that their lives aren't much different than they were four years ago. <laughs> like, so right. so Anderson Cooper could keep trying to tell everyone that uh, Trump's going to uh, unleash firing squads on the trannies, but un- unfortunately, <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest, people are going to no- eventually notice, like, oh, no, nothing's really, nothing's happened. Like, it's all bullshit. All right. So eventually, reality is going to, you would think, for many of them, I think it already has, reality overtakes rhetoric. Like, it's like, all right, they, they, were, they were trying to scare the, the BGs side of us. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is, and this is what I, I'm, I'm most happy about, is the last, and uh, dude, I'm guilty of this too, the last 18 months, uh, last two years, so many people I, I talk to, uh, or meet or whatever are so much more skilled at articulating the the anti and articulating in an intellectual way the anti the pushback to the liberal propaganda or the social justice warrior bullshit or the politically correct bullshit because uh, so many uh, great speakers and intellectuals and People much smarter than me that saw this years ago or you know a long time ago uh, spotted this, and they we we through watching them on through them watching them on debate or on interviews or YouTube or whatever, a lot of the general population has been able to hone in their skills and identify what's really going on here. And I'm talking about your Jordan Petersons of the world and your uh, Shapiro's of the world, your Milos of the world, your the people are like, hey, guys, this is postmodernism. It's cultural Marxism. Here's how they attack you. It's all about collective. They, everyone in groups. Here's what they do. Here's their tricks. Here's their like they, it, the the liberal plan of attack, which I sensed was weird three, four years ago, but I really couldn't articulate it or explain it or understand exactly where it derived from. Again, for three, four years ago, I was focused on nothing but the economic side. Like central banking, Austrian economics, uh, gold, Bitcoin—like it was all business, right? And then the last two years, with the emergence of you know the election and all these people, myself included, we've become a lot more well versed on understanding what they're doing to the culture, being able to articulate it, being able to debate it better, coming coming prepared with facts and statistics. As opposed, and I don't always use the facts and statistics. Just um, sometimes I just call them blue-haired butch. Shut the fuck up. Uh, but the the point is, we we know their plan now, and it all makes sense. Once you once you have a roadmap for this, exactly what they're doing, you're like, oh yeah, okay, it's cultural Marxism. It derives from this. They've repro- they've replaced the uh, 
uh, proletariat, the capitalist and the uh, the workers with the oppressed versus the, uh, you know, so it, it makes perfect sense. Like it's like it's, it's been laid out wonderfully for us. And now so many more Americans understand what the fuck's going on. Oh, you nailed it. Yeah, you know, and I also think, too, that there is there's still so much, though, also political discontent that's out there. There's so much discontent with the media. I, I, I really think heading into 2020 that, you know, as far as like an awakening and people, you know, wanting to do something different than the normal status quo. And every year I keep waiting for some type of, you know, libertarian, some type of, you know, more freedom, you know, and, and Gary, I think the momentum right now is shifting heavily, you know, towards, you know, re-election in 2024 Trump. Uh, you know, I would never pledge blind allegiance to anyone. I think that's very, very dangerous. And I will still, you know, call Trump out for the things that that he does is is, is wrong, um, but but there are some there are some still some of those those concerns some of the level of discontent that's there, uh, but if you look at the most recent actions and what's happening in regards to yes it's it's concerning regarding Iran you know trying to figure out where you know where is that going to go is going to lead to escalation I'm not happy that we're probably going to see maybe you know four dollar gallon again price at the pump we'll probably see oil spike to eighty dollars so you know. Economically, any type of tax cut you receive, um, pretty much that that benefit's going to be gone due to higher gas prices and inflation. So there's still things that are happening, you know, that concern me. And I I get it that it takes time, you know, to get things accomplished. But but I tell you what, I just I just it still I don't know what it is. It still bothers me. It's like an uh, no, in, a, in the dude. side, like when I see John Bolton, you know, some of these players that are surrounding the administration. It just I don't know, dude. It just really it still bothers me. Uh, of course, no, dude. It's listen, man. In my in my perfect world, uh, Trump Trump is far from perfect. Uh, the and my perfect candidate is Ron Paul's ideology with Trump's personality and balls. So Ron Paul has the perfect, you know, perfect is a strong word, but Ron Paul is like. Check the box. Check that box. Civil liberties check. Pro weed check. Austrian economics. Check. Like Ron Paul is the goal, but Ron Paul doesn't have the personality. Uh, Ron Paul's lacking was he's not like the fucking guy who could own a stage. Or I mean, he's not. Obama had that thing. Clinton had that thing. Trump has. Reagan had that thing. Trump has that thing. Uh, that's uh, hidden. I don't know, gravitas or fucking something. Um, and that, so if I could take Ron Paul's, you know, ideology and honor and uh, ethics and plumbing pl- pl- Trump's personality and fucking balls and the rest of it, you, that that's like perfection. But no, the, the neocon thing is dog shit. Civil asset, uh, asset forfeiture is dog shit. The massive anti-weed shit's dog shit. I mean, he's... Again, he's not a he's not a libertarian, dude, by any means. Um, right. Yeah. So I I mean I couldn't I couldn't agree more. But was he is he maybe the exact thing the country needed uh, at that at the time? I, I, I think yeah, maybe yeah. I mean maybe I, I don't know because it's it. I think you needed the pendulum has got had gotten so far so far after Obama. That maybe you needed a, a massive swing back, like someone to maybe someone like is soft spoken and uh, and I, I'm not trying to compare uh, Mitt Romney to, to Ron Paul. I would never do that. Right. But th- they were both more soft spoken, not as charismatic, not as, uh, you know, so maybe they, the, the country needed someone with more of a no, there aren't fucking 86 genders. Shut the fuck up. Go, go, go learn some math. Or something, you know, like more of an in-your-face confrontational person. Um, I will, uh, just like yourself, dude. I will never, ever get behind war, ever. Uh, I, I just know what a scam it is. Uh, it, you can't talk it, unless we get invaded. Then you, you have a hard time rationalizing uh, uh, war to me. I mean, that's it. It, it, it. Throughout human history, since the beginning, recorded human history, war has been for the sole purpose of stealing shit and mm-hmm. uh, any way you look at it there it's who benefits uh we're it, and it's uh, 99.999 of the time it's we're either stealing uh labor or we're stealing uh natural resources or we're stealing the land or we're stealing it's about stealing shit 
conquering, stealing, I mean, whatever you want to fucking call it. And you're doing it by force, by mass murder. So they could go up there and try to paint all these wonderful pictures about, you know, we're per, uh, never has any government ever done something for humanity. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, it's not because, oh, yeah, we can't, we can't stand watching all the Syrians suffer. No, it has nothing to do with that. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with anyone suffering. Unless there's a, bene- a direct benefit, uh, monetarily, resource, strategically, they don't do it. It's a business. I mean, so I'll never get behind war. And l- unless we're attacked, then it's like, okay, you know, t- time to man up. But that's not the case here. Like, it's like, ugh. So, yeah, we, we can't, we, we make fun of them for drinking the Kool-Aid and getting behind uh, any, they, they tote the party line. Uh, and we shouldn't. We should stay. Str- if if you have principles and ethics regarding a certain uh, position, you should stick to that, regardless of which political party is in power. Yeah, I mean, I have yeah, I have several family and family members that are very, you know, very hard left, and I think it's so hard because they just get so fixated just on the person. When you think of Trump, but when I think back to candidate Trump, the you know he he spoke so many things that resonated with me, right? You know. Uh, non-politician, you know, freedom, you know, not afraid to say uh, the incorrect things, you know, not a polished politician. You know, that's what I was looking for. That's what I was wanting. You know, several of the topics that he discussed at that point really like hit home to me. You know, he was talking about, hey, you know what, you, you know, maybe there is something with the vaccines. Maybe we really do need to look at the vaccine and see what in the world's going on. Why, you know, same thing with the pharmaceutical industry, just, you know, numerous things that he would, he would question, you know, Medical cannabis. Yeah, I support medical cannabis. You know, it's, it's a state's right to decide, you know, to do those things. So many of those things that I think spoke about uh, the things that people were wanting in, in a person to be present. Not And what the other party they get so fixated on is about is just about the person. But I think when you talk to them about about freedom and liberty, they, they really don't understand that because I think for the most part, they're still fixated on the fact that no, we do need a big government. We need this big government nanny state to provide for us, to provide jobs for us, to provide health care for us. I mean, it's really a big divide. It, well, it is. And it's the, I, I always try to simplify it in regards to the people, it's people who want to be left alone versus people who won't leave you alone. It's it, when someone, you know, if I if I had to, if I was trying to explain to a five-year-old what's the difference between one side versus the other, I'd say, well, one side doesn't want anything from you. They just want to be left alone. And you know, you can hang out if you want or do business if you want, but it's all voluntary. And the other side wants to tell they want to run shit. They want to tell you what you have to do and how you have to think and what you have to say and how much business you can do. And it, it's, it's just that simple. I mean, when you peel back when you peel back all the specifics and all the bullshit and all of it, and that that's the argument, that's the argument that usually gives a liberal a hard time to come back at. Like, if you're like a dude, great story, just leave me alone. Like, I don't leave me alone. Is that any philosophy you're trying to ram down my throat? I don't need anything from you, bro. I don't want anything. I don't need anything. Just leave me alone. Leave my money alone, leave my speech alone, leave my religion alone, leave who I fuck alone. None of it has anything to do with you. It's none of your business. Worry about your own shit. Like, and that, they have a hard time coming back at that one. But how about the roads? And how about the school? And how, like, it's, all right, all right, we'll we'll go, we go into each one individually. But at the end of the day, you're trying to steal my shit. And you're trying to tell my kids how to speak. And you're trying to tell me what I, and you're trying to tell me my dad's an asshole and I should hate him and I should hate myself. Like, it's just, okay, okay. It, and they're, it's, it, it, dude, it's, it's a bunch of people who want something from you versus a, a bunch of people who want nothing. Like, just it, leave me alone. And I, I, if I had to dumb it down, that's the best way I could dumb it down. And I'd love to get anyone uh, from, from your Lawrence Krauses to your Hitchens of the world to your Bill Mars of the world, I'd love to debate him on it. Just like, leave me alone. Do you own me? Do I'm trying to leave you alone. Why won't you leave me alone? Like, and they they have a hard time coming back to them. But the kids, 
but they're this, but they're, you know, but they're this. like they throw all these. It's all emotional. It's all emotional arguments. Absolutely. It's yeah. like oh, but this, but the, but the racism, but the sexism, but the, the Islamophobia. I'm like, dude, my responsibility is to my family, me and my family. I will take care of my family. You take care of your family. If everyone stays in their lanes, we'll be just fine. Uh, you know, and it's. You know, they want to create this world where there's like, I don't know, it seems like they de- try to demonize the people who are self-sufficient and want to be left alone. Like, you're greedy, you're a, you're a greedy capitalist. And then, then they take the people, like, the people who make huge life mistakes uh, and they try to make them heroes. Or there should, there should, be, there should be no ramifications uh, for for your mistakes, mm-hmm. like oh, I, I took out a quarter million in dollars in student loans to major in gender <laughs> studies. Now I can't get a job. Please, have, I I need student loan forgiveness. Or I, I I have I have been in jail five times. Uh, I've been arrested for uh, violent crime. I should, or or I had three kids from three different people. I should like it's like all these things. Yeah, those are bad life decisions. I don't know what to tell you. Like yeah. I, I mean, I, sorry. Guess what? I didn't do any of that to you. Like, well, you and, and remember, it's that same that collective society that that they have been so conditioned to. So it was, you know, it was Hillary's. Uh, those aren't your kids. They 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 belong to the community. It was oh. Obama's. Obama's. You didn't build that business. Uh, you didn't create that. I mean, it's that whole mentality. Well, dude, listen, man. I haven't taken all the right turns in life, but I don't. I don't sit back and blame other people for my wrong turns. You know, I mean, I, we've done, I've done some stupid fucking shit, you know? And it's, it's not like I'm like, Oh God, that was, that was dad's fault. God damn you, dad. Like uh, at the end of the day, there is, there is a certain level of like accountability and responsibility that's required. I, you know, I, I don't, it's like these people, a lot of them just struggle with blaming the the reflection in the mirror for for why they're losers. I mean, I don't know. Without being too mean, like I don't know how else to say it. Like maybe it's not the universe. Maybe you're just a loser. <laughs> like maybe you're just too lazy or too dumb or too fucking entitled or too bitching. Like is if you're if you're struggling, if you're if you have all these problems in life, is the best use of your time really holding up a sign at one in the afternoon on a Tuesday? Like, is that what you really should be doing? I mean, it's not like they're, they're making their lives any better and they, and I'm going off on a rant, but I think it's like, they're, it's like this constant state of they're like, they're trying to relive the (laughs) sixties. Like we, we're going to have this revolution and this, we're going to usher in and we're going to pick it and we're going to march and we're going to, you know, have orgies on the sidewalk. And it's like, I don't even know what the fuck you're protesting. Like, I don't even, it's, you know, and I'm always stumped by someone. You'll see it all the time. I've seen a couple guys pull it out and they don't know. They never know how to answer it. it. Give me one give me one law or right that currently today, 2018 that I have that you don't, and they can never answer it. It's like, uh, you know, crickets. It's like, Oh yeah, but let's, let's put some pussy hats on and go, uh, take three <laughs> days off of work. And like, what? All right. Good. Good luck with those student loans. Dumbass. Go march with your pussy hat on dummy. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's like, it's losers who, <laughs> Who, like they can't it's like they can't figure it they want to blame the system for them being losers it's like oh all right oh good luck with that i'll i'll be trying to start a new company over here good luck with your protesting dumbass uh <laughs> like i mean fuck yeah you know what's always a, a fun conversation as well as inter- uh, introducing or explaining like cryptocurrency and and i had a very eye-opening conversation talking about you know because you know the current model is you know ipos and you know, raising capital and venture capitalists and all that. And, you know, so so then you start to talk about the crypto world with, you know, ICOs or tokenization, all those kind of fun things, right? And and uh, it's a, it's amazing people that are still in the belief that they feel it's the government's role uh, to control the money supply, that it, it should be, you know, that we shouldn't have anything, a non-tangible or a tangible thing 
that's not centrally controlled uh, by the money managers. I'm, I I just don't get that, Gus. I mean, uh, the, 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 the day and age that people want to still like believe that there is a big role for a nanny state and a government and a Federal Reserve. I mean, come on. Well, here's there's there's uh, good news and bad news here. So, number one, let me acknowledge the fact that, yes, they're with the recent explosion in cryptos the last 18 months. There there are with all the capital flows, with all the fortunes made, with all the people trying to uh, ride the coattails and make a fortune themselves too. uh, yes, bad characters emerge. So. Not all these uh, ICOs, uh, you know, are are going to be on the up and up, and not all of them are going to be the greatest things in sliced bread, and not all of them are going to make you a fortune. Uh, so there are bad actors in there. Now the the question is, okay, what do you do about that? Do and my position is always like, bottom line, you can't have it both ways. If you want, if you want a free market, that then the 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 diligence the responsibility for doing your research being health in a healthy way being paranoid about a lot of these companies falls on you on the consumer we can't we can't bitch about big brother all the time and then at the first sign of trouble in a free market scream for big brother to come help us Like so, you can't have it both ways. Like there, there are going to be there are con artists in every single fucking industry. There's no reason why crypto. Oh, every, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's just like any matter. profession, right? Any profession. Dude, there's a there's dude, bad there's good and bad players. IT, finance, uh, healthcare, for everything. There's 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 scammers in every single fucking industry in this country. The crypto shouldn't be any worse or any any different. Uh, so the the responsibility as a laissez faire capitalist. The responsibility falls on us. There, do your diligence, be careful, etc. cetera. Uh, but the, the thought that, yeah, we need, we need Big Brother to, you know, regulate them up the ass and blah, blah, blah. That, that's, that's the... Somebody has to be there, Gus. Somebody what, has to be there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm never pro that. I, I'd rather let the chips fall where they may. I can't, I don't want to protect anyone from themselves. I'm very paranoid by nature. I, I take fiduciary responsibilities very seriously. We do as a firm, uh, and we, I, I myself am even more paranoid than Will is. Um, so yeah, you're not, I mean, everything, does everyone, everyone wants to, a lot of these people the last 12 months, excuse me, uh, know that there's a, a lot of consumers out there that quote unquote missed the boat on Bitcoin. They weren't there three years ago, four years ago. So they're, everyone's looking for like the next Bitcoin. So some ICOs have done great. Others, it turns out they were just pumping dumps. Like I don't, but the, the responsibility should fall on us. I mean, don't. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't. It's voluntary. No one, no one forced you to go, to go buy that. Assume no one forced you. Yeah. But at the same time, like fucking A, don't be a sucker. Like, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's like, do some diligence. Not everything's good. Don't believe everything you see or everything you read. Like, I mean, it, it's it, it's always tempting to go for a hundred bagger. But, I mean, are, are, have we reached the point where if you, if you only make 20% a year, that's bad? Like, I mean, come on, shit. Uh, it's like everyone's trying to get a private jet next week. Uh, so just be, be careful out there. But uh, my... I would never say, "Oh, the, the the answer is more government. We need more government." We need, no, no, no. It's ne- that's never the answer. Uh, I think what's yeah, and I think the, the, some of that responsibility is when. Do you remember? When, <laughs> it's changing the subject for me. Do you remember when like uh, MTV came out with those shows that, you know, Pimp My Ride and uh, what was it, My Crib or something like that that showed these like twenty-seven-year-old people with these outlandish vehicles and homes and everything. So now we have yes. a whole younger society that's coming out again. Like, that's gonna be my house when I get out of school. That's gonna be my house. That's gonna be my car. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to work for it. I just I'm entitled to it. That's my car, my house. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I my, my dad used to tell me something, and it, it holds as true then as it did today. If you shit in one hand and wish in the other, and see which one fills up first. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could you could sit there and daydream about Ferraris all day and and mansions and, and private jets, but at the end of the day, you actually have to go out and fucking earn it. Uh, right. So 
and, and I, that, that just, I, dude, I think that ties in, I don't know, I don't know if I'm getting old, but I think that just ties into like the whole entitlement culture. It's like they, they grow up in this, like this reality TV bullshit and they think this is the way life is. And then uh, the college environment doesn't help them. So, yeah, I mean, we, we wonder why we're churning out these, uh, you know, these snowflakes that expect this and expect that. Dude, there, there's so many, uh, there's so many comedic, uh, great sketches on like YouTube that are like uh, millennial during job interview or something, or uh, millennial versus generation at, where it's like these, and it's obviously it's fictional, it's comedic, it's it's comedy, but it's like sitting down with a job interview with millennials, and they're like, uh, excuse me, eight a.m. What is that? Like, it's like they want to come in at eleven, they want to do this. Uh, you know, they, they want to know about how many sick days they didn't get the first month of employment. And it's like, Jesus fucking dude, it's, it, it's, it's incredible. You gotta, you gotta wonder what it's going to be like when we're like at retirement age, when we're 65 and they're really running shit. Uh, I mean, if we're, if we've already reached the point of, uh, you know, mandated sensitivity trainings and shit like that, it's like, God damn, what, what the fuck is this place? What is this world going to look like in 20, 30 years? Right. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's all of them, but I had the opportunity a couple of weeks ago. I was a business owner and I went in and, and was talking with, he had, a, he had a pretty good setup and, and I was looking at some, uh, some commercial property, you know, in that area. And uh, he was from El Salvador and, you know, he was so proud of his business. He showed me all the different States he had operated in his full menu. Uh, he had completely uh, in self invested himself and redid his entire lease space. I mean, he probably put an easy, you know, 80, grand into it. And, and so I started asking like, well, well, how is your business? And he goes, well, the, you know, the business is kind of slow right now, everything, but right now my most, most frustrating thing is, is trying to find good help. He, he had shared that Gus, this was a month ago in April and he had been through like 35 employees <laughs> where he couldn't find just good you know, 10, 12 bucks an hour help, you know, they were constantly on their phone, they wouldn't show up for work. And he was just at wits. And, and he had a very good, he had a very interesting point. It's like, you know, he said, you know what, 10, five, 10 years ago, I didn't see this. I used to be able to hire people to come in, they would they're bust their, their ass, they would work hard, they would act, ask to do extra work. He goes, I, I, I'm leaving this country. I'm, I'm concerned because I don't, I, I'm looking at this future generation. I'm concerned. So he was, he was closing down his doors because his lease was like three or four grand a month. And, you know, with that high of a, of a lease, got it was a small, real small facility. Uh, but he, he was totally like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm packing things up. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to head out where people really want to work an honest day's uh, pay for an honest day's labor, you know? So yeah, it, it is concerning. Well, I think I think when we were growing up, it was a case by case basis. Like so, I mean, there were the there were the kids who were entitled lazy brats, but there were also kids who were you know tougher, and their parents engraved in them you know a, a better work worth work ethic or not, don't ex, no one the world doesn't owe you anything, and you know just common sense shit. Um, but it, it seems like the last. That generation specifically, it seems like it was like a cultural phenomenon. Like it was like the whole society shifted to that entitled, whining, lazy, like pussy. Uh, dude, and that's a great line in that the, that new Cobra Kai series. Yeah. Uh, when Johnny goes, this is, this is per the karate I learned, which is perfect for your pussy generation. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 and I don't know, dude. Is it, is it's like the the peak performance and what's weird is like the peak performance athletes i mean they've all gotten faster and stronger and you know any sport you look at you know mma nfl whatever uh so i don't know but that's if you analyze a bell curve that's just like the the massive the massive one side of the spectrum the middle of the curve is where like the uh, the estrogen like they're all just like pussified lazy sport Maybe it is a social media thing. Maybe it's a reality TV thing. Maybe it's a maybe this country's getting too uh, too decadent and too rich and people that might be that might be the simplest way to explain it. Th these fucking people have run out of shit to bitch about. Like, <laughs> too much, yeah. Like it, it's just uh, no one no one is uh, really starving in the streets anymore. There isn't any genocide going on. Like they've run out of shit to bitch about. Like it's like oh we got to bitch about a, a Starbucks bathroom now because I black guy wouldn't buy anything. It's like oh yeah that's that's uh the clan is back fucking retards. 
Uh, like, <laughs> it, it, it just, it, it, dude, it's just all bullshit. It's like we got, they run out of things to bitch about. You know, it's like, all right, I guess we're bitching about it. Again, the, which maybe ties into why they're always looking for the next victim group. Like we're, and again, I don't have the stats in front of me, but what percentage of the population are really trannies? Like one out of a thousand, one out of 10,000. Like, I, I don't know. It's a, I'm assuming it's a pretty small fucking number. I don't see them often. Like, so it's, they're, they're in a constant struggle for new things to bitch about, new victims, new, new ways to tell us why our culture sucks and why we're evil. And it's like, all right, it's, they're basically looking to do anything except for actually producing a good or service and selling it for profit. It's <laughs> the only thing they're against. I'm really hoping, guess, on my next job that I can just report to work virtually, hook up a VR headset and show up to work. <laughs> Yeah, just hang out. Well, dude, I'll tell you what. That way, <laughs> I'll tell you what, and I think I think you guys, me and Will, and you, you, you and V both fall under the spectrum. I think we're all doing what we love to a certain extent, uh, and, and we're making a living doing it. And this is a this is a great thing that that Jordan Peterson really pounds on. Uh, excellent, and he uses the the famous uh, the famous phrase now. Uh, that clean your room, which if you dive deeper into it is a way of, Hey, get, get your shit together. Like get your house in order, worry about yourself, get your life organized, get, do what you find a have a purpose, have a purpose, get, be, you know, uh, all the different trait, trait things that, that define successful people, be it aptitude or conscientiousness or agreeableness or, or whatever. Um, and, and us four, you know, you guys and, and me and Will, we do what we love and we have a purpose. And, and you know, maybe that's why we're not uh, I have a business to run. So I'm not out protesting every day. Yeah. Uh, like but it, it gives you it gives you purpose. It gives you a goal there. There has to be some these kids. These kids want something grandiose and they don't even want to work for it. It's like, oh, well, we want to change the world. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like change the world. You you're you're broke you've accomplished nothing you uh Why you, you want to make your bed before you go out and change well, that, that, that's his argument his argument is like change the world who the fuck are you like you just got a driver's license two years ago who the fuck are you like what are you gonna change like it's like they all think they're gandhi or martin luther king it's like who the fuck are you like you're some snot-nosed kid who studied trans studies and fucking uh, whatever it's like who the fuck are you uh it, it's they're there again, which ties into like this narcissism and this like you've you've accomplished nothing. Uh, I mean, I I didn't like my twenties either. I mean, I like the social aspect of my twenties because you're not responsible for anything and you don't have like real problems yet and shit like that. But I professionally, dude, I hated corporate America. Like I felt so unfulfilled and so miserable from nine to five because yeah. I, I I knew my jobs were were bullshit. Like I was just, I was earning paychecks. I, I didn't really believe in anything I was doing. There was no conviction. There was no purpose. It was like clocking in, clocking out, fuck it. Like, so I, I get it. I've been there, but my, my remedy wasn't, okay, I'm going to go uh, riot and loot and set cars on fire and protest. Like that's their. Because <laughs> you're more happy with your job, right? <laughs> well, yeah. It's like, I mean, come on. You, the, the answer to how to no longer be a basement dweller is not to do more basement dwelling activities. I mean, it, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know. The it's it, I, like I said, CJ, I hope I hope they haven't fucked the place up totally in twenty years when we're when we're old and and gray and in wheelchairs. Uh, we'll 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 see. We'll see. Yeah, there's you know, and, and there's there's some really cool people doing some pretty neat things. You know, as far as you know, trying to really you know reform an education because I think that's where it begins. That that are are and I'm not blaming teachers. I'm not mad at your teachers. I want to be clear on that because my wife's an educator. So I got to so, be real so, clear. My, so so no, so so is so, my brother. So is my brother and his wife. Yeah. So but our students, our kids, they get so conditioned that that when you're in high school, they start prepping you instantly for you got to get good grades. You know, you got to get accepted to, to the college that you want to go to because if you don't go to college, you can't do anything else. It and and I'm seeing a lot more conversation about hey, you know what? that's not true anymore, you know, and, and I'm hoping that more people realize that. Cause I tell you what, once you do that, because that's the area that I grew up in, 
man, I, I'm right there with you. I spent 20, like close to 20 years in corporate America and very unfulfilling. And, but, but I tell you what, they get you hook, line and sinker once they're in there with those benefits and the salary and pay. It, it's hard as hell to get out. It really is. But, um, well, the, the, dude, there's been a real push the last couple of years. And I think there was just someone on uh, Tucker Carlson a couple of days ago talking about it, some kid uh, that's trying to get kids to start foregoing college and going straight into a vocation. Uh, and, you know, for, for a while in the, in the you know, 80s and 90s, it was like, all right, you'd, you'd, you'd uh, start filling out applications for your first jobs and you're like, all right, college degree, a bachelor's degree is mandatory, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, that was fine and dandy 20, 30 years ago, but let's not bullshit. These degrees, I don't know how many of them are useless. 80%. I mean, or unless, unless you're going to school for engineering or medicine or, uh, apply. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. If you're going, if you're going to, if, if you're dropping uh, a quarter mil on fucking, uh, gender studies or, uh, African <laughs> studies or queer studies, like, dude, you're a sucker. Like, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Like you're going to learn why you're a victim and you're paying someone. A qu- and, and if, even if you want to be a liberal sheep, you don't have to pay a quarter mil to do it. You can just go on YouTube and figure out you're a sheep. Uh, I mean, it's so there, there's so many useless degrees and they, they come out being in debt. They don't have any skills. They're entitled cunts. Uh, I mean, how can you hire people like that? It's like, okay, well, you know, you, you put a fucking, uh, you, you put a, you put a spreadsheet in front of them and they freak out. It's like, what the fuck is this? Uh, I'll have to get, I'll have to get my, uh, my, my buddy and friend, uh, to, to join us one show, but he, we've, we've interviewed him before. <clears throat> really, you no know, national speakers. Uh, really trying to reform education. He does a program called the Innovation Class, and this is high school level. And so his program's called Start Ed Up, and and he had to convince his principal to do this class. <clears throat> and the class was Innovation Class. There's no materials for it, other than a group of students who want to become entrepreneurs, who have an idea for something. And the entire classroom setting is developing that idea. You know, everything from a business plan, marketing plan to how would you raise money for your business? Dude, you get you get a you get a kid like that who's driven and witty and confident and is hardworking and you get him to spend four years from 18 to 22 starting a a company or finding a mentor that he works under his wing, like the business owner, like the amount of preparedness he'll have for the real world once he hits his mid 20s will be. 10 times a uh, hundred times more valuable than the shithead who went and got and learned about uh you know the women's march uh, for four years for two hundred thousand. like it, it's 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 not even close it, it's 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 not close and let me let me give you a little trick i've picked up the last four or five years and this is the fastest way to tell if someone has a useless but like embarrassing master's degree hey. Hey. It, it, when when someone of higher education, I'm not talking about undergrad, I'm talking about masters and, and doctorates. When someone of higher education has a respectable field or a difficult field, they will introduce themselves as that having that vocation. Example: you meet a you meet someone who has a doctorate in engineering or physics or mathematics or whatever. They will they will tell you they will, you you say hey what do you do and they say they'll say I'm a mathematician. I'm an engineer. I'm the, they'll introduce themselves by that field. When you meet someone who has a useless advanced degree, be it a master's or a doctorate, they won't tell you the field. They'll mention they have a master's though. They'll no, say, yeah. Yeah. they'll say, yeah, I got a master's degree. Like, and they'll leave it at that because yeah. the, even they, cause it's not, cause it doesn't knock someone on their ass. It, they're basically what they're doing is their intellectual vanity kicks is kicking in and they're playing, they're trying to play an appeal to authority. So they say, I'm, I'm super smart. I have a master's degree. MBA. Well, MBA. Yeah. Well, it, it, the same dude, it's so many times you run into it. And again, I'm not doubting, I'm not downing all fields, but let's not bullshit. Uh, a, a master's in engineering is a little bit more difficult than a master's in gender studies. 
so the that's a little tricky to play. Next time you you meet someone with a really impressive degree, they will they will won't tell you what they won't tell you if it's a bachelor's, a master's, or a doctorate. They'll actually introduce themselves by their vocation. When when you have someone that has a pathetic thing they studied, they'll actually they won't mention which which, which department it is. They'll mention the degree itself. Uh, it, 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 I've seen it hold true almost every time. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Gus, before we jump off here real quick, too, I, I don't have the details of it because I just caught some of the headlines, but uh, something good happened in California, right? Didn't one of the cities or one of the municipalities reject uh, some of the nanny state of, of uh, California? Ooh, I, 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 haven't re- I haven't read or seen it either. Uh, okay. I'll, have to, I'll have to look it up and, and share. Well, apparently some city hall meeting and they were discussing uh, what's it called with the, uh, the, the, like the San Francisco sanctuary city status. Right. And apparently, well, I I know orange County and San Diego are definitely pulling back or like, yeah, they're rejected it completely. I mean, they were like, yeah, it was so, so there are little bits of this happening uh, everywhere, but I, I I just thought that was interesting. Oh yeah. No, dude, it's, it's the liberal it's, it's dude. Don't be fooled. California gets a really bad rap, and rightfully so, but it's mostly based around L.A. and San Francisco. If you take if you take L.A. and San Francisco away, those uh, San Francisco, Oakland, and then L.A. away, it, it's it's Republican. Orange County is Republican. San Diego County goes back and forth. Uh, the inland farming areas are Republican. Uh, it, it's it, it's the two much it's the two major major metropolitan areas, San Diego not included. Because uh, San Diego's military presence is so so strong, but yeah, if, if you pluck out LA County and and uh, Northern County with uh, with San Francisco, Oakland, then it, it's not that bad. But it, it, th- those two counties are where the majority of the fucking population is. Uh, obviously, um, LA County is LA County is like population wise, and this is only people who are actually in the books. We don't even know what <laughs> yeah. the real number is. <laughs> LA County is actually the by double the second most populated county in the country. The, the next most populated is Cook County, Chicago. Uh, so the LA County is like, I don't know. It's like, I think it's almost 20 million people. Cause dude, Long Beach, Long Beach is fucking huge. It's massive. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, huge, huge. Uh, we have two major cities in one County. Uh, so LA County is, is fucking enormous. Um, so yeah, it's the dude, there's hope. Honestly, I, I hate to admit it, but cause I don't think it'll happen. But the best thing that could happen is California being split up into numerous states. Uh, it, 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 w- it would be incredible. It'd be incredible for for the Republicans because we'd get more senators. We'd get more congressmen. I mean, it, it would be wonderful. The, the best thing you could do is isolate Los Angeles. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Gus, plug your site, plug your work, man, for our listeners. Perpetual Assets, perpetualassets.com. Check us out if you if you have any type of a U.S.-based uh, retirement account. Uh, let us know if you're interested in, in uh, managing yourself, crypto, metal, et cetera. Perpetualassets.com. All right. And this is CJ. Please make sure to subscribe. Make sure to uh, like and also share uh, the show as well. We appreciate our, our audience. And so, uh, Gus, thank you for a great show. Uh, dude, pleasure. Pleasure as always, amigo. All right. Take care, everyone. You too.